Welcome to the Nonprofit Experience. I'm Sandy Sear, Managing Editor for the Philanthropy Journal. In this episode, we hear from former Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina colleagues, Molly Rivera with ACLU North Carolina, and Jen Newmeyer with UNC-TV. I'm Jen Newmeyer. I am the Director of uh, Digital Engagement and Fundraising at UNC-TV. I'm Molly Rivera, currently Communications Associate at the ACLU of North Carolina, also chair of the board of directors for the Young Nonprofit Professionals Network, or YNPN, Mm -hmm. of the Triangle. And Molly and I used to work together at the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. Sure did. So Molly, what I'm really interested in knowing is what I have discovered Mm -hmm. since being at the Food Bank Mm -hmm. and being at UNCTV is how different the development approaches, Mm. the development departments, the structure, and even within public media, how different the approaches are to fundraising. Have you found the same at the ACLU? I'm curious. I've been thinking a lot about this. Oh, yes. Well, let's Mm -hmm. dig into it. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, for one thing, when I first started at the ACLU of North Carolina, we didn't have a development department. Oh. So very different. Yes. And my role at the food bank, as you know, but for listeners holding on my every word, uh, (laughs) I did digital media and online fundraising within the development department at the food bank. Mm -hmm. But now at the ACLU, I'm really strictly communications. Yeah. So I really don't have any role in fundraising. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is because the ACLU is part of the national network. Right. The national organization. So our national office does the bulk of the fundraising currently. Right, right, right. So So within communications, are you still doing a lot of social media and that kind of thing that you were at the food bank? Yeah. Yes, a lot of tweets. Yeah. Yes. Emails, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So at UNCTV, so when I came in, we had a traditional development department, Mm -hmm. but um, at UNCTV and within public media in general, they have not embraced digital fundraising whatsoever. So it was a very, it was a new role for UNCTV. It was a new role for public media. Um, So when I came in to UNCTV, it was sort of like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know. Who are you? Who, Who are you? you? <laughs> Where do you come from? What alien planet have you descended from? <laughs> so, when I first started at UNCTV, I went to a conference for public media. It was development and marketing conference, and. Um, <clears throat> It was when I was sitting in the sessions, they were sort of talking about email marketing like it was this shiny, new, amazing thing. Were you like, OMG, LOL? Yeah. And so, and even at UNCTV, I did a presentation of like what digital fundraising is, what approaches we take, social media engagement, and all all that kind of thing. And I actually had uh, one of the staff members come up to me afterwards and said, wait a second, let me understand this. So you're telling me you're going to send an email and people are going to send money. <gasps> and I was like, yes, that is exactly what I'm telling you. Mm. So um, so it's really sort of, you know, just like from traditional, you know, what we've known at the food bank, what we knew of what we know of what other nonprofits are doing, you know, in the digital media space. It was just, you know, like I like 10, 12 years behind. Yeah. It was wild. I had a similar wild experience in the email marketing context. When mm-hmm. Jen and I worked at the food bank, we, we um, coordinated our email marketing program. 
and we use Blackbaud Luminate for that. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever used that CRM, mm -hmm. it's pretty powerful mm -hmm. and advanced. When I came to the ACLU, we did not have a CRM. Oh, <laughs> that's problematic. Oh, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and we had, of course, an email program, but it was not the same. Yeah. Our email program was not linked into a CRM yeah. with constituent profiles and all of that. Yeah. So when I got there, of course, the first thing I looked for was a CRM mm -hmm. when I started thinking about our email programming and targeting and all that. Right. And my new boss was like, what? <laughs> so um, that was a challenge for me as well because everything I had learned from the brilliant Jen Newmeyer about email marketing and about targeting and dynamic ask strings yes. and all of that should shit. We, should we explain what dynamic ask strings are? If Maybe I remember <laughs> from my training, <laughs> dynamic ask strings are coded in the email that basically they know the donor's history. Yes. And they serve you basically the donation ask amounts that are yeah. appropriate for your giving level. Right. Exactly. So if someone has given a max of twenty five bucks, yeah. they're not gonna you're not gonna ask them to give five hundred dollars. Yes. Because exactly. that's probably out of their capacity right. or their history. Yeah. But if they have given you a hundred bucks before, you might ask them for five hundred bucks. Right, right, so right. So it's very targeted. <clears throat> yes. Is that correct? That is correct. Boom. So now what we're doing is not only the dynamic ask strings, but we're working with a firm that does predictive analytics. So it not only looks at that giving history, it almost like wealth engine, uh, wealth, Creepy wealth stuff. Creepy yeah, stuff. right, where it where it's looking at the donors, um, uh, just you know all sorts of uh, demographic information. Mm -hmm. So household, you know, I mean, all of that that you can get from the Census Bureau and all of that. So it takes all of that into consideration, like what you're looking at in social media, what mm -hmm. you're, you know, like mm -hmm. stocks, you know, all of those kinds of things, mm -hmm. and then uh, it you know, sort of through an algorithm, determines <laughs> the, you know, your base amounts mm -hmm. and then serves you those ask strings based on that. Mm -hmm. So that is even more, you know, because if you think about it, you could have a donor who, you know, uh, they may have an incredible wealth capacity mm -hmm. and they may decide, you know, I give, I don't know, like, you know, $5,000, $10,000 a year to charity, uh, but I'm most interested in, you know, this kind of, you know, I give 5000 here, 1000 here. And so, like, if we were talking about the food bank, well, I give $25 a year or whatever. So you serve them an email that starts at $25, but they really have the capacity to start at 5000 mm -hmm. So um, predictive analytics is now a big thing that we're looking at um, in public media. But the interesting thing with with us is that we have some data issues, mm -hmm. which I think is pretty common in nonprofit organizations. So... Um, <clears throat> At UNCTV, we also use uh, Blackboard Luminate, but it was set up prior to people really understanding digital marketing. So the data syncs, you know, are not, uh, you know, in the offline database. There's one account. This is the same problem that we had at the food bank, and we solved it because we were dealing with a smaller so smart audience. And brilliant. No, and fixed it. <laughs> it was a smaller <laughs> audience. So we had ten thousand, you know, ten thousand mm -hmm. donors a year. Mm -hmm. Well, at UNCTV, we have eighty thousand. <gasps> Yeah, so that data flow has to be automated in some way because there's no way to have staffing to support that, you know, that kind of, that level of giving. So, if um, you say so, you kind of lost 
gives me a data flow. <laughs> so, like you're offsite. So your account in your in your um, in your main uh, database has one one record. So for mm -hmm. Molly Rivera, mm -hmm. right? And then the the database might link, you know, to your partner or to your mm -hmm. spouse or you know whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in email marketing, you can have five email addresses. So mm -hmm. essentially, you have five accounts in mm -hmm. Blackboard, but you have to retain those because you might use different email addresses for whatever. Who knows which email address you use for food bank communications or UNCTV communications or ACLU communications. So the data syncs that are set up are actually plopping everything into the one account and then uploading giving history back into the system and essentially combining all of the records into one. So you guys can't see my face right now, but uh, <laughs> it has a confused, glazed-over look. Yeah, um, because Jen is so smart about this kind of thing, and and I used to be able to keep up. This is kind of amusing to me personally because I used to be able to keep up. I used to work in that mm -hmm. online marketing mm -hmm. and database arena, but now I'm so removed from that because yeah. I don't touch that at. Yeah, if you were still in it. I bet like I data people are like, oh my god, I totally understand. <laughs> I don't, I have, a, I have a confession I'm going to yes. make. I, yes. I feel like my boss probably won't ever listen to this, so I'm just going to say it. Okay. I don't even track our social analytics really anymore. <gasps> what? When I worked at the food bank, every single month I would track our new followers <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I would track our best performing post in both engagement and shares yes. and whatever else. Yeah. I would look at the topics. I would look at the region we posted about. Yeah. I would look at our most viewed blog post and our most shared blog post. Interestingly, not always the same post. That's right. Which means people are sharing it without reading it, which is another problem. Yeah. But I used to look at that every month. Yes. When I went to the ACLU, I started doing the same thing because that's what I was trained to do. Yeah. But guess what? What? It doesn't freaking matter because the world's on fire and no <laughs> one cares what my highest performing Facebook post was because in the world of the ACLU, particularly after the 2016 election, none of that matters. Yeah, well, It does true. not matter. All of your topics are hot topics. All of my topics are hot topics. <laughs> All of my to Facebook posts are breaking news, and if they're not breaking news, it's because they don't freaking matter. Yeah. And I don't even care about it. I don't even know how many Instagram followers I have. <laughs> and I don't really care because... One, the world is on fire all the time. Two, my job at, with communications with ACLU just by nature is much different than the food bank. The food bank was so cyclical. Mm -hmm. We had our holiday campaign. We had yes. our summer campaign. Yes. We had our spring campaign. Right. And we got good at it. We had September is Hunger Action Month. We got good at our campaigns. Yes. And unfortunately, poverty is persistent. The needs of the food bank are persistent. Yeah. So the communications was persistent kind of in the same way. Mm -hmm. The ACLU, we are beholden to breaking news. We're beholden oh. to, as the wor world turns, yeah. whatever weird things our elected officials think up next yeah. or whatever thing, you know, if, if a police officer shoots someone in the street, that's my week. Right. If right. our yeah. elected officials put six constitutional amendments on the November ballot, that's my month. Right. Whatever right. I was thinking about before is out the window. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, I kind of realized within the first year of my new job that everything I knew from working at the food bank and digital media mm -hmm. really wasn't that relevant to my new job mm -hmm. because it's just it's a different world right. in the social justice advocacy world. Mm -hmm. And analytics are important, mm -hmm. and I probably should be looking at that. Yeah. But at the ACLU, for the whole state of North Carolina, which if you read the news... 
there's a lot of civil rights and civil liberties issues at stake every mm -hmm. single day, mm -hmm. and it's just me and my boss, Mike. Right. Right. Two-person communications team. Yeah. No development team. Right. We, right. we are it. It's us and a bunch of lawyers right. who don't know how to speak in actual words. Right, right, so exactly. I don't have time to look at my Instagram followers because yeah. I have to get this press release out right now. Yeah, yeah. And so it took me a long time to shed that. Yeah. And I used to feel like I was doing something wrong, and maybe I am doing something <laughs> wrong, uh, but I just kind of came to terms with that, that yeah. you have to prioritize. Right, And... Yes. I just sort of live by the seat of my skirt now. Yeah. As I say. Yeah. Which I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed yeah. not knowing what's about to happen. We don't even right. have a comms plan. Oh, God. That's what I'm saying. Okay. We well, don't even you have know what? one. I have to say that in nonprofits, I don't think it's very common. I think that plans in general are not very common. I they think... are when you work with Jen Newmark. <laughs> Well, maybe Jen Newmeyer at the food bank where I had 10 years to develop those things. But at UNCTV, it's the same kind of thing. So, you know, came in, started the plan, you know, and we're loosely sticking to it, you know. But, um, you know, it's the same kind of thing. We're It's a different sector. And so the focus is different. And, um, you know, uh, where at the food bank, it was sort of, you know, you and I in the online fundraising space and social media space. Crushing and had some, it every day. Crushing every day. Slay, slay, slay. <laughs> Making that money. That's right. And we had a couple of other people that were helping with, like, PR and events mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. database. But big now, team, big team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now at UNCTV, it's triple that. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have development and marketing. We're all <laughs> in advancement. Mm -hmm. And uh, so in my department now, we've switched everything around. Mm -hmm. So I handle... So now it's not only online fundraising. I'm handling handling on-air fundraising and annual giving and the audience services team and the new CRM that we're going to launch in 18 months. I mean, you know, things have, the focus is totally You're planning changed. 18 months in advance? Yeah, that's how long it's going to take for the day. I don't know what migration. I'm doing next week. <laughs> Just kidding, I do. <laughs> Maybe. CTV, I was like, oh, this is awesome. 80,000 members and they have no digital or online fundraising strategy. I'm like, this is going to be, this is going to be so easy. Like, I'm just going to walk in there and, you know, well, LOL. the problem, LOL, mm -hmm. yes, like <laughs> the saddest LOL of all. <laughs> Sad LOL. The saddest LOL. <sighs> because this is a totally different audience. They're used to pledge drives mm -hmm. on TV. Mm -hmm. So they're not used to getting, you know, mm -hmm. they're like, wait a second, why are you asking me for money on email? Where's my thank you gift? <laughs> yeah, where's my t-shirt you can right. see? Where's my DVD? I want my freaking mug. <laughs> I only have five of them, and I'm hoping to complete the set with a six. Exactly. And I'm not going to give it to you until I see Bob Garner <laughs> ask me for it. All right? Exactly. So you can keep your email. Jen Newmeyer. That's right. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are coming in here? I don't really do a Bob Garner tells me to do, so. Too bad, so sad. That's right. Sad LOL. <laughs> sad LOL. Is so true. I know. But but here's the thing: is that this audience, like this, is what we're talking about. People who are giving through through these kinds of drives through broadcast. That is a certain age group. Mm. What do you think? Old people. <laughs> over sixty five. Holy crap! Really yeah, old people. over sixty five. Like and Grandma Shirley. Yes, just like Grandma Shirley. Grandma Shirley's mm -hmm. always asking me if these charity asks are a scam. <laughs> or, uh, that's, really real? that's really Molly's real grandma. That's my real grandma, Grandma, grandma Shirley. Shirley. Shout out, Grandma Shirley. <laughs> You're going to have to send this to her. I now. will. Oh, I will. 
Grandma Shirley's down with it. Okay, I have something else I want to talk about. Okay, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was your first digital media team member. Yes, right. New person to a brand new position. That's right, yes. When you offered me the job at the food bank, before that, I had been nine months unemployed. Yes. I don't know if you I remember, remember that. Yes, yes, I yes, was yes. nine months unemployed, and it was rough. I had yeah. been living in my dad's basement in Wisconsin for a couple of months. <laughs> so sad. It was so sad, LOL. And sad, LOL. Sad, LOL, LOL. <laughs> and my friends were worried about me. My family was like, what is going on with yeah. you? Because yeah. I'm a go-getter, right? Yeah. Not at this point in my life. I was just sitting in the basement watching cable, <laughs> eating toast. That's so sad. It was so sad. And so I had no direction, really. And I, on a whim, drove my PT Cruiser, which I still own, Yes. Uh, to Raleigh, North Carolina from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. Drove here. Only knew one person. Right. Who was not helpful in my job search. <laughs> and I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a job. I started looking at applications to work at local restaurants. I was considering paying a bunch of money to become CPR certified, so I become a lifeguard. Right. Because I needed a job. Oh, God, Molly. <laughs> I Do didn't you know what I'm that. saying? <laughs> it, was a, it was a really rough time. Yeah. My grandpa died. Oh, I remember On a personal yeah. note, I and I was close that. to him. So it was just yeah. like a really hard time. Um, then a good friend of mine... Tara Watterson introduced me to YNPN. Yes. Accompanied me to my very first networking event. Yes. Got me signed up on the YNPN listserv. Mm-hmm. And within a couple days, this yeah. job came over the listserv for the food bank. Yeah. I had worked at a food bank in Wisconsin. Yes. So I knew the biz. Yep. It was a communications entry level position. I was like, this is perfect for me. Yeah. I applied, but you know, I was sending out so many applications then. Yeah. And anyone who's job hunted before knows the dread of sending out so many applications, never yeah. hearing back or not getting yeah. a job. It's very hard. Yeah, hard. But I did hear back from you. Yes. And I was so excited. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I had actually gotten a job offer for a different job at the time. I remember that. I'm just yeah, going to say it, it was United Way. I'm just going to say it. it was for United <laughs> yeah. Way. Mm-hmm. But it was a temporary job, not yes. very much pay. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't a full-time gig. Yeah. And I had applied for this food bank job and got a first interview. So I was feeling good about it. Yeah. And I turned down the United Way job. (gasps) My family were like, what the F are you doing, Molly? You need a job. And I was like, it's okay, guys. I got it. I'm going to get this freaking job. And I went into that interview. And there were a lot of people who applied for that job. Yes, there were a lot of people who applied for the job. And I was brand new to the area. Yeah. I was young. Not a lot of experience. Yeah. But you liked me for some yes. reason. You had an excellent portfolio. I had an excellent do you remember? portfolio. Do you yes, remember I we do. asked for a portfolio? I do. And yours was the best. <gasps> it was really the best portfolio. Bam. Yeah. And so for listeners, like if you're asked for a portfolio for a nonprofit, um, just really spend some time on that. Mm-hmm. The one I remember in particular are the, the, the Facebook shots that you had of your Bloody Mary event. <laughs> I was like, a Bloody Mary event? <laughs> Oh, God, can she do that for us? But no, we couldn't have alcohol at the food bank. But <laughs> it was kind of a big letdown. You can at food banks in Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. That's what we talked about. <laughs> Which, pro tip in an interview, let your authentic self come Authentic. Through. The other thing, too, is you were a mascot. I was a remember? mascot at the food bank. Yes, and you had that in your portfolio, too. And I was like, awesome. But see, I was my true self. Yes. I didn't hold back. If you ever met me, you would yeah. not be surprised by that. <laughs> but so let's say I just nailed the interview. Yes. 
brought in for a second interview. Yeah. And I got this job. Yeah. And I just have to say, the food bank job changed my life. Yeah. It was my first full-time job with mm-hmm. full benefits. Mm-hmm. It was my first job in North Carolina in a brand new place. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't gotten that job, I was looking at moving back. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. I, you have to make decisions. You have to make like decisions that. like that. So, tough. so I got my first full-time job. I had an amazing boss in Jen Newmeyer, who I think you recognize that I was early in my career. Yeah. I don't mean to speak for you, but I'm just gonna speak for you. <laughs> I think you recognize I was early in my career, and you, at least from my perspective, really advocated for me throughout Mm -hmm. all of those years Mm -hmm. to get the training that I needed, to get the professional development I needed. You made sure I went to conferences, which I've since learned is unusual. Yeah. Young people don't always get to go to those conferences. same thing in public media, too, which is so so shocking. So I think Mm -hmm. that even for me, being at the food bank, like, that was, I mean, that's just what we did. You know, it was not a... No, there was no question. Like people need professional development. Yeah, and uh, no yeah, brainer. <clears throat> it's not very common. It's not very well, common. I mean, it's not very common at in public media. I mean, I've got YNPN peers who have to convince their bosses to pay thirty five dollars to go to our nonprofit strong oh summit. Thirty five freaking dollars. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I was going to the nonprofit technology network conference. Yeah. In where did we go the first year? Austin, Texas. The, Austin, yeah. That was a huge conference. And that's the thing about it is you have to, you have to get out. And, and I mean, you can do it on your own by going to, like you said, like YMPN or like nonprofit Shout communicators. Out YMPN. Yeah. Shout out nonprofit communicators. That's right. There are lots of like, um, you know, free, uh, you know, networking events that yeah. you can go to. But yeah. that type of training is so valuable. That's mm-hmm. how every fundraiser is going to learn. Yes you know, how to hone their skills yes. and how to get better. Yes. Oh, so. the Nonprofit Technology <clears throat> Conference, hands down, is where I actually learned those technical digital marketing skills. Yeah. That's yeah. where I learned about Google Analytics. That's where I learned about dynamic asks, mm-hmm. ask strings and crap like that. Yeah. That's where I learned. And you brought me there. And not only would you bring me to conferences, but then you would help introduce me to people. Right. I remember going to... The SEO meetup. Shout yes. out to the SEO meetup, which is <laughs> still right. around. Still around. I believe. Yes. You took me to that meetup yeah. and introduced me to everybody. Yeah. This is Molly Rivera. Yes. She's new at the food bank. Yep. And that was so welcoming for me to yeah. make new friends, to make my new network that I really desperately needed. Yeah. And now that I am old and wise <laughs> in my second job in Raleigh, I can see how. The training I got at the food bank, not only in terms of outside professional development, but then within my job. I mean, you really gave me the freedom to do new things. Right. Uh, you mm-hmm. let me start a blog for the food bank yes. where I could write stories and yes. travel across the state. Right. Those are some of my fondest memories from that job. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And I got to, you gave me the authority to post whatever I wanted on social. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, you know, within the brand. But I right. would do all of our social media posts and all of that and you really let me build my resume. Mm-hmm. And then the clincher at the end, when I was ready to take my next step in my career, because the job of the food bank was entry level. Yes, You know, right. I did kind of have, I have a ceiling like all entry level jobs do. Yeah. And when I was ready to take that next step in my career and got an amazing job, I mean, I was nervous to tell you, but I wasn't anxious to tell you. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. Because I really did think that you would be excited for me. Well, certainly. I mean, and I think that that is an important message for leaders. You know, you have to be training your staff members for their next position. I can... Especially in nonprofits. Especially in nonprofits. Mm -hmm. I certainly could not expect that you were going to be the digital media specialist for the food bank for like 20 years. Oh, my gosh. That's just outrageous. Sad LOL. And you know what? The other thing, too, is that it's not valuable to the organization. You need people to come in with fresh ideas. And, yes, there's training that's involved with that. But their um, background and their, you know, networking and just their skills and their perspectives just in general Mm -hmm. adds so much to... um, um, you know, to the organization and to yeah. the development department or communications department. Right. Yeah. And yeah. when I told you, you were really excited. I know. Oh, I was. I was happy. Sad. You were you so happy. I was like, sad. Oh my gosh! I'm so happy. Sad. <laughs> and, and you said, "Where is it?" And I, I know. remember you being so excited and telling me that job is perfect for you. Oh my gosh! I know because it was. Yes. It was, I mean, it was perfect. Yes. Two years later, still rocking. That's right. Still putting out dumpster fires. Right. <laughs> but I remember that, and even since then, I've had so many. Nonprofit professional peers my age who are so scared to tell their bosses when they get a new job. And I've had peers who when they do tell their boss, their fear their worst fears come true. I've heard stories of bosses being mad at people for getting another job, like cussing them out or telling bringing them into HR, which I'm like, that's not that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You know, and and I just have such an appreciation yeah for you and the way you supported my career yeah and that was one amazing boss and truthfully when I started my job at the ACLU one of my fears was that my new boss wasn't going to be as good as Jen Newmeyer. <laughs> and a lot of people ask me that a lot of people ask oh, me really? are you nervous about your new boss yeah yeah you know yeah. and he was yeah. a dude right you know and I'm like <laughs> I don't know working for a guy because guys are a drag and Jen and I had such a chemistry and you were so good to me luckily he's an amazing boss as well yeah shout out to Mike yes and he is the same way he promotes my professional development he supports Mm -hmm. my NPN Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and yeah and all that so I am so fortunate to have two amazing bosses so early in my career and I know that so many young people don't yeah it's very sad Everyone, yeah. take some lessons from Jen. Yeah, I would say that another take some probably, notes. Yeah, probably another. Well, and and this goes back to like su- succession planning. Mm-hmm. Like this is what leaders should be thinking about in development departments because you really can't any expect. Department. Well, yeah, any department. I mean, organizational. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you need to be thinking about. So I knew that. You know, I I was very aware of everything that you were doing. And, you know, even though I didn't necessarily have someone lined up to take your position, you know enough about that role that you're like, okay, I know what I'm looking for. And to bring someone else in, here is, you know, what the expectation is going to be or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they won't know, have that I mean, it's mat- difficult. Molly magic. That's, that's true. I mean, it's yeah. very hard to find that. <laughs> it's a shortage, really. <laughs> Well, the other thing, too, it's interesting because you talk about how valuable it was for you as, you know, an entry-level sort Mm -hmm. of person networking within the community. It's also important for leaders to do that, too. Mm -hmm. It's important for me to stay in touch with people so that... You know, we had someone who um, left suddenly on FMLA, mm-hmm. and I didn't have like just like she was here on Friday, gone on Monday, gone. and yeah, yeah, and I needed to fill that role like immediately. Mm-hmm. And because of my contacts, you know, 
you know, with UNCTV, we're a state entity, so getting temps, you know, can be a little tricky. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I knew someone that mm-hmm. could fill that role, like, immediately. And in nonprofit mm-hmm. organizations, if you have those connections, you're like, yes, I know this person can come in, mm-hmm. can take care of this, and, you know, in a snap, take care of all these things. So, it, yeah. Like Mary it's, Poppins. That's right. It's so important for not for everyone in um, fundraising development communications just to keep those, you know, networking lines and executive strong. directors. And executive directors, too. You do need sure. to be out there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We are wrapping Jen up. Jen Neumeyer. Molly Rivera. I miss working with you every I day. know. It has been a pleasure to chat with you, to see you again. Yes. We have to go out for drinks now and yes. and cry in our beers. Because jobs may die, <laughs> but BFFs are forever. That is true. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Nonprofit Experience. TNE is a project of the Philanthropy Journal. Our managing editor is Sandy Sear. Our graduate editor is Kristen Gollihue. Our graduate assistant editor is David Mueller, and our communications assistant is Haley Jones. This episode was produced by David Mueller, who also wrote our theme music. For more information on this and other episodes, visit us at philanthropyjournal.org. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Nonprofit Experience, and subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Ever since I started at UNCTV, I have Dude, the same. worst potty mouth. Same. Oh my Everyone gosh. Everyone well, at ACLU swears. Yeah, when we were at the food bank, you can't. You couldn't. Yeah. No. no. Like, you couldn't even, no, no swear words at all. No. But now mm-hmm. it's like, fuck that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 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 Everything's fucked. Yeah.